Hi, and welcome to episode 257 of No Crying in Baseball, the We Do Love a Theme Beer episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, it is nice to be back in the home studio after after a week away in Boston. I did miss you, although I'm glad you were with your dad on his birthday. It, that was nice. I just, I do feel bad about not getting dad recorded. It got just like a little bit crunched that day because we were fitting in the, the tour of dad's childhood and then you know, uh, dinner plans and us recording and it just didn't happen. But I, I am planning on going back, I think, more in the future because dad just turned 90. That is, that's quite a birthday. So I feel like I need to visit more. Well, and, and the Red Sox came through for him. Yeah, momentarily. So, well, at the time. <laughs> at the time, was, so that's all right. That was, that was a good day. Yeah, and that and that's a good thing to talk to dad about, uh, you know, get some reflections on, um, I was going to say on tape. I am not 90, but I would have said on tape yeah, because that's we, what you know, we did. Are we closer to 90 than we are to people who don't uh, know what that means? shit. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, speaking of family visits, a Junior Potty Mouth was here for the weekend and he brought us a present. We are drinking a very delicious beer called Iron Horse. It's a New England IPA. It's made by Willow Rock Brewery in Syracuse. And it's, um, you know, Iron Horse is Lou Gehrig. And so it's actually uh, proceeds go to support um, ALS Foundation. So that's pretty cool. So we're, you know, we're drinking for a cause mm-hmm. and we're drinking cause we like it. And it's a delicious, delicious <laughs> beer. Thank you, Junior Pot yes, Mouth. Huge thanks. So much to love. This is really good. Yeah, it's, I like it's it. It's nice when it's good and it's for good. Yeah. So cheers to that. Cheers. On today's show, we've got boyfriends featuring snacks and either having or playing a catch, playing catch, but whatever. One of those two things. One of those two things. The minor league union is official. Roberto Clemente Day is also official. We've got the postseason watch starting now. We've got international baseball, the return of a happy place, and women in college ball. Cheers. Fun stuff. Hey, we didn't put in numbers. We're going to wing <laughs> We're this gonna sucker. Wing this. That's all right. I always I'm going to just follow your on today's show order because it kind oh, of no, matches. No, I, but I skip things. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just kick this off with boyfriends because I usually do that. We have baseball boyfriends on this show for those of you joining us for the first time. Welcome. Thank you. We're going to talk about guys that we carefully picked in the offseason because there was something super cool about them. And we each pick a different guy per year, per team, so many guys. And then at the end, we make our fantasy league about them, and you will hear about that later. But this year, my Pirates boyfriend was Key Brian Hayes, or is Key Brian Hayes, and I am happy to have him. He's a good guy, a good player, and he got a little bit of shit this week because he had a snack on the field. I can understand. You're hungry. You're out there playing third base. Somebody is running by you. You have no hope of making this play. So what are you going to do? Munch on the sunflower seeds in your back pocket. He got a little bit of shit for it. My Interestingly, the guy who ran past him was my former boyfriend, Eduardo Escobar. I picked him when he was on the D-backs. Now he's on the Mets. He was rounding third base. The, the ball was in right field. Hayes knew that there was nothing much he could do. So he had a snack. He said, I just went to my pocket and got seeds. Nothing really to it other than that. Manager Jer- Derek Shelton said that it was kind of an abnormal thing, an outlier play. This is not his usual thing. And that they dealt with it and they're moving on. So a couple of things. Um, he did, you know, have this explained to him why it wasn't really the greatest thing. So his <laughs> his his go to his like his response. Here's what I learned from this is yeah. I guess only go get seeds between plays. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Just like, you know, in, in the stands, when people right. get up out of your seats, why are you getting out of your seat during a play? Wait until it's in between and do it. So it works on the field and off the field. Interestingly, this is the same team, the Pirates, where Rodolfo Castro had mm. the cell phone fly out of his pocket while running, you know, running from base to base, which I think is a pile on sort of thing. It's like, okay, yeah. how many ridiculous things are going to happen to the Pirates or, or the bigger question is, what is in everybody's pockets? I think, <laughs> I think we need to do a pockets check for the pirates. Yeah, pirates not, not so much the, 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 the sticky stuff check, but a pocket, right, check. pocket check. But also, the um, the whoever was calling the game really called out the pirates and said, yeah, mm. this is September Pirates baseball. Yeah. You know, they, they um, also referred back to a couple weeks ago, De- Dennis Eckersley, in his very yeah. flamboyant way, totally slammed the lineup, basically said this is a bunch of nobodies or something like that. The pirates came back and, and beat the hell out of the Red Sox the next day. So, like, don't go, I don't know, I am not keen on slamming any team when they're down because you just never know. And to give Hayes a little bit of credit, he knows what the fuck he's doing. He has the second most defensive run saved for any third base person after Nolan Arenado. And and I think it's like 11th overall, like out of all players. So he knows what he's doing. He took a snack. It's not a good example. Hopefully he learned. He and, learned. And I appreciate the public service announcement to everybody out there because a lot of you might be out there when we are at, this, at the stadium. It is super distracting to get up when somebody is in the batting box. You know, just wait till the next, you know, the break between batters is fine. Between innings, even better. But don't do it while action's happening. I, I also want to point out that I was reprimanded gently by Junior Potty Mouth when I said, if Potty Mouth is not, it doesn't talk about this because it's her boyfriend, I'm going to throw this whole sunflower seed incident under police blotter, <laughs> ah. to which Junior Potty Mouth said, I think you're playing a little fast and loose with police blotter. <laughs> well, fine. I'm okay with that. I'm so, okay with that. So my boyfriend, Kyle Tucker, with the Astros actually coming to town. So, you know, oh, we got yeah. a chance to maybe see him at yeah. Camden Yards later this week if that happens. But um, the cool thing that he's doing right now is kind of um, pursuing a 30-30 season. He's already 28 homers. He's only at 22 stolen bases, and we're kind of running out of time. So it's going to be unlikely that he gets there, but it's pretty Mm. exciting that people are talking about it because it doesn't happen a lot that people get that far. In fact, the last Astro to do it, um, who was an Astro the whole season, was Jeff Bagwell in 1999. Um, Carlos Beltran did it it split a season between the Astros and the Royals in 2004. Wow. But like no Astros since then has had a 30-30 season. It's you know, hard to do. If, if they're coming to Camden Yards, I do not see him getting bases stolen off Adley. I mean, you know? Yep. I don't see yep. it happening. It's true. It's true. Um, there's also a very sweet video of Kyle Tucker playing catch with a tiny fan oh. in the outfield who was wearing a little tiny Altuve um, jersey. And the kid was good. The kid was making catches. He was throwing it back. And Tucker did not have to move to catch to catch the ball. So people like, sign this kid Aww. up. So depending on where you're from, they were either having a catch or playing catch. I don't care which. It was pretty sweet. And I'm glad <laughs> that he did it. As boyfriend points for that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Let's go see the Astros. We're okay. going to talk about that later. Okay. Um. So how to how I can talk about the Red Sox without saying Red Sox. Too late. <laughs> yeah, you just did it twice. <laughs> it's too late. So Yu Chang, though, I picked way back at the beginning of the season, primarily because of his adorable son. Yeah. Speaking of adorable kids. Yep. yep. When he was with the Guardians. Mm-hmm. And then I totally lost track. I know he was DFA'd and then he was picked up by the Pirates. He was DFA'd again picked up by the Rays, DFA'd again. Poor little, like, Wilson is like, where where am I? No, it's not Wilson. It's a W. I can't remember. 
The, the baby? The, the baby. I yeah, that is very important. Winston. I think it's Winston. Is it Winston? Yeah. Totally confusing. I mean, you're moving all over the country. I mean, on the bright side, I guess you get to do a lot of traveling. Picked up this week by the Red Sox and because there's a shit ton of injuries. And uh, Yu Chen can basically play anywhere all over the infield. On the bright side, I mean, the Red Sox are in the gutter. And I know that they're going to be eliminated any day now. But Christian Arroyo, who is one of the, the shining stars, sort of, of, of the utility Red Sox, was picked up when he was DFA'd by the Guardians. So even though Yu yeah. Chang wasn't directly DFA'd from Guardians to Red Sox, I'm just hoping for some, I just take the mojo where you can get it. A, a little sad Red Sox news, nothing to do with boyfriends, but mm, could have been, would have been. Uh, the guy who started the laundry cart celebration for the home runs, which is, I love the thing, you know, when the team has the thing that they do, the Orioles binoculars, and this was the Red Sox thing that didn't really carry them very far, but Ploiecki, the catcher, Kevin Ploiecki, uh, just DFA'd. His numbers were not so good this year, and I think he pretty much announced that he is done, so that's... That's a sad thing. They also DFA'd um, Sour Mora, one of the – they DFA'd two of the relief pitchers. Pitching – pitching is a problem with both my fantasy team and my real love team, the Red Sox. But Rich Hill, you know, Rich over the hill slightly, but I like the older guys. And the, the wonderful thing about – one of the wonderful things about Rich Hill is that he's actually from Boston. So he has a lot of Bostonisms. He's from outside of Boston like we all are, but we say he's from Boston. I am so far out of Boston. I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> I'm just pointing that out. Some of us Massachusetts area Thank folks you. Thank say you. that we're from outside of Boston. So Rich Hill did not he's, – he's had some really strong outings this year. The one about against the Royals where they lost 9 to nothing um, the other day was not one of the best ones. And the announcers, like, as they're, you know, close up on Rich Hill – exiting not happy you could tell what he was saying and the announcer said and that'll signal the end of rich hill this afternoon with an expletive on his way out so i'm thinking perfect potty mouth choice but he's a pitcher so i don't know and i'm not going to choose red sox pitching this year who i am going to choose for next year maybe i just want to sort of put an early um, mention out there for Vinny pasquit Pasquantino. Pasquantino. Basically, because I want to learn how to say Pasquantino. Isn't that the coolest name? That's pretty cool. And again, it's, it seems like a, like a soprano sort of, it, you know, like minor character or yeah. something. I'm just hoping he has the qualifications. He can play. He had six hits and four RBI and a, a walk in three games so far against Boston. I think they're playing right now. So we will see what Vinny Pasquantino is doing. That's Wait, like, I thought you said he was with Boston. Uh, no, no, he's uh, he's with the Royals. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I missed no. that. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I got lost in all the syllables in that, Pasquantino. That, and, and then, yeah, I couldn't get my way back out. And it probably had something to do with my tangents that I tend to do. But yeah, I'm, I don't I'm know segued, what you're talking about. Segwayed over to the Royals. So this is my potential Royals boyfriend for next year. But your actual Royals boyfriend for this year, Bobby Witt Jr. potential Rookie of the Year candidate, was being admired by uh, Kevin Euclid, he of no hair, said that Bobby Witt Jr. has, and I quote, a classy mullet. Sure. Just enough flow, not too much party. That's how I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was like so perfect. And then I found out that Bobby Witt Jr. actually grew up, and here I go again, as a Red Sox fan, and his favorite player, along with Mr. Potimo's favorite player, was well, for a certain period of time, was uh, Dustin Pedroia. And so Bobby Witt, I guess senior, or Bobby Witt, the father, 
sent a, a video of Bobby Witt Jr. like back to back with with Pedroia, just showing their bat- mm-hmm. batting stance was pretty pretty similar to Dustin Pedroia, who responded saying that he loves watching Bobby Witt Jr. play. So, kudos to Bobby Witt Jr. Well, sure, that's most excellent. And I just want to ask you how you thought that was talking about the Red Sox without saying Red Sox. Because if Red Sox was a drinking game, no one would be awake by the end of the show. I'm just saying, hey, I'm out of beer. Would you mind pouring beer while I talk about the minor league union? Because I want to celebrate with the beer because it's official. The minor leaguers are now officially represented by the MLBPA. Yay. Cheers. So as we told you last week, the um, the card check, the card count was going to be this past Wednesday, um, where the independent arbiter was going to count up all the cards that got sent in by minor league players, by the potential bargaining unit, to make sure that there was a majority of signed cards that were saying, yep, I would like to be represented by the MLBPA. And they said, yep. They sure did. There was more than 50%. They didn't give specific numbers, but the president of the AFL-CIO, with whom the MLBPA is now affiliated, said it was overwhelmingly victorious. Yay. So Cheers hooray to that. for that. I am so glad our beer is Cheers full. to that, indeed. And I got to say, a lot of the press is, wow, this happened fast. Because it did happen, you know, like from sending out the cards to having the yeah. union recognized was super fast. But if you remember, Advocates for Minor Leaguers has been organizing for mm-hmm. years trying to make this happen. So the part that happened in public was very recent, very fast. But don't don't put aside how much boots on the ground work was involved yeah. talking to minor leaguers and getting them to understand what a union can do to help them and having minor leaguers talk about what their circumstances are currently so people understand and they get the support. So that was pretty, yeah. pretty cool. And just it, and credit to you and Junior Potty Mouth for both having your unionize the minors t-shirts. How old are those t-shirts? So that's my question. What what season did you get those? Those those are a couple years old. Actually, yeah. Junior Potty Mouth is on his second one. Oh, wow. Um, yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, so so credit to Tipping Pitches, uh, I, a podcast which I feel like, you know, we could be their parents. <laughs> but love we them. We would be the cool parents, though. I don't we? know. You can't, you can't say that about yourself. Uh, you right. can't say that about Shit. yourself. That's, that's where that's where I've gone wrong all these but, years. Right? Clearly. For, for sure. But but they um, they put out the, the, the t-shirts and they were actually a fundraiser, I think, for advocates for minor leaguers, possibly for more than baseball. I don't remember. But again, it, we you know, we were doing good so now i'm gonna be you know drinking good for doing good but also wearing good for i'm out okay so the idea is hopefully everyone's intention is there will be a new cba by spring training in the ideal world but first there's work to do right i mean we've talked a lot and everyone has talked a lot about here all the needs that the minor leaguers Mm -hmm. have but they kind of have to pick they have to choose what are the priorities that they want to go for in this very first cba collective bargaining agreement um they also need to pick their bargaining committee what players are going to represent all the the bargaining unit that's tricky because what happens if they move around like what happens if they get called up that's that's why this is an interesting union because Mm -hmm. it's so fluid Mm -hmm. so yeah that's actually one of the questions and i I do want to see um the the major league uh committee was very heavy on pitchers and we made jokes about you know the smart guys which was (laughs) honest to god we were just just fun and yeah we're just funny but i'm curious to see what the makeup might be Mm -hmm. for minor leaguers so they've got to set up the committee they've got to set their priorities and then start bargaining now as far as the union representation is concerned bruce meyer of the mlbpa and Dan Halem of, of Major League Baseball, I think he's like the deputy commissioner of baseball. They were the ones who were the chief negotiators for the Major League CBA. Huh. They're lined up to be the lead negotiators for the minor leaguers. 
So this is kind of fascinating. So this is definitely going to be a pop the popcorn, you know, sit Mm -hmm. back, watch how it goes. Or in our case, maybe pour more of the Iron Horse beer, which is really good. So good. Um, Yeah. So hooray for the official union. Oh, yeah. This is so exciting. I can't believe we're I can't believe you're actually saying that it's happening. Like we've been talking about it like it was an unattainable dream for so long. And here we are. And here we are. Damn hard work on the part of a lot of people. So cheers to all of you with the boots on the ground making this happen. Absolutely. I just want to give a quick cheers because I can say it to Kyle Schwaba, who my dad, you know, five minutes into any conversation about baseball with my dad, they should have picked up Schwaba for this year. He is at his career high of 39 home runs for this season and counting. So the Red Sox really should have picked up Kyle Schwaba. I hear that Judge guy is doing pretty well, too. He got a couple more home runs against the Red Sox. And who knows, by the time you hear this, he might have tied Roger Maris. Could happen. He's, he's like 59 right now, I think. Yeah. And he's got to get 61 to die him. Yep, yep. Um, I want to celebrate the return of Nats Park being a happy place for me. Because the last time I went, I was so sad. Yeah. And this time... We had this wonderful come from behind win during which a lot of crazy things happened. So I went because a friend of mine had guests from the UK who had never been to a baseball game before. And so cool. and my friends are, they like baseball fine, but they want, you know, they said, oh, you should come with us. But also, you know, if they have questions, maybe you'll be able to <laughs> answer these you questions. It could be, but here are things that made it hilarious. So Joey Manessis, who we haven't talked about, and I can't believe we haven't talked about him because he's a 30-year-old rookie. He got called up after a, a bazillion years in the minors. He got called up like a, at the trade deadline, yeah. I think. I mean, really recently. Mm-hmm. And he has been freaking amazing. He hit an inside-the-park home run. I watched the video. While we were crazy. in the stands. And I looked over at my new friends and said, this never yeah. happens. This is incredibly rare. And we were the the Nats were losing, you know, uh, till the stretch. They were losing four nothing until wow. the stretch. And this is how like the bottom of the seventh kicked off. So I immediately rally capped, nice. and we ended up scoring a total of four runs that inning. So it was a tie game by the end of that inning. So huh. there was rally cap magic. There was thirty year old rookie, incredible, unusual That's inside awesome. the park home run magic, and um. And the funniest thing to us is when we walked in, you know, there was it wasn't a giveaway day. You know, it was just Friday night at the ballpark. We walk in and this little kid runs up to us. And there's a bunch of people handing out these little pamphlets. And, if, you know, it's a little kid. Of course, we're going to take whatever. Yeah. They're, they're tiny little pocket constitutions because Saturday <laughs> was Constitution Day. So oh. I, I don't even know what organiz, organization was passing them out. And we looked at them. We're like, is this did, did our friends from the U.K.? get these and they hadn't yet so we you know turned ours over and we said okay just so you're clear we do not pass out the constitution (laughs) at every single baseball game this is unusual but should you need to look anything up during the rest of your stay you are welcome to our pocket constitutions are you sure and we're like yeah we've already got them yeah, <laughs> we have our own. Um, we also saw a successful pickoff at first base. And the, uh, for all the booing that we do yeah. at, um, you know, at throwovers, we saw one work. And we're like, well, okay, so everything we just told you about baseball, it's wrong. Have a great time. And now Nats Park was exciting. The crowd was into it. The Nats came from behind and won. I thought, That's so cool. I, I like it here again. And you got to woo. We wooed and we taught the Brits how to woo. Nice. Did they have caps? Did you teach we them to We loaned caps. caps? There, okay. there, was, there was some loaning of caps, so they got to do it as well. And um, yeah, it was pretty exciting. That pretty is exciting. So, cool. so, you know, 
it was, yeah, it was a really fun game. I, I wish I had the exact numbers, so I'm just going to lie with exact figures. I believe that Joey Meneses at this point has better stats than Juan Soto. I since, think he does. Since the trade deadline. I think he does. Oh, the other thing was the um, one of our guests leaned over and said, does, does baseball have like relegation? To which all of us just went, no, but they should. But, you know what but, that is because you watch Ted Lasso. That's if if you come in last place, you get you get right. bounced down to a yeah. lower level. Yeah, We're like no, you get rewarded. You get rewarded <laughs> for being in last place. Yes. And so, as an O's fan, you know I, I don't believe in tanking, but I'm totally taking advantage of the fact that we did tank and built a great farm season. So I would like to like close the door behind me mm-hmm. and say, now we should stop. We shouldn't do this anymore. But um, right. yeah, well, but I'm going to benefit from it. I mean, the, the Nats got a shit ton of stuff from that stuff. People like stuff from, from that trade. So I'm curious to see how that plays out for sure. For sure. And Joey's one of those guys. Ooh. Yeah, baby. All right. So there was some partying this past week for Roberto Clemente Day. And I didn't realize that it was the 21st, which is meaningful because he was number 21. And a lot of other people had 21s on them this year. The other meaningful commemoration this year is that this December will be the 50th anniversary of his tragic death when he was delivering hurricane relief to um, to Nicaragua. And actually, as we're recording right now, Puerto Rico is undergoing a hurricane at this moment, oh. and it's very serious. I didn't know that. Well, wow, so, I did not see that. Yeah, oh boy. like right now as we're speaking. Oh, so, so the apologies to everybody if there's been some horrible news since then. I'm hoping that there isn't, but um, please, you know, keep Clemente's uh, spirit in mind, and maybe throw some donations toward Puerto Rico if that is what should be happening right now. Uh, so and th- and that's the thing about when wearing the number twenty one. I mean, Clemente was an amazing player, it, known for having exactly three thousand hits, several times All Star. But people wear his number because of the human being that he was, yeah. because of this doing extra, being such a humanitarian, and just the way he spoke is is amaz- amazing. So everybody wore a patch this year with twenty one. People who are nominees had a special one that said "You're the nominee," and past winners had number a uh, number twenty. 21 on their caps. Now, who actually gets to wear the number 21 is getting a little muddied right now. It used to be just the Pirates and nominees and past winners. And now this year it was nominees, past past winners, Puerto Rican players, and quote, others who wore number 21 on their uniforms, uniforms during the 2021 Roberto Clemente Day celebration. So I'm not sure who that was outside of the previously mentioned char- uh, characteristics. But also, the whole Pirates-Mets did, which makes sense because of the Pirates playing. And the Latinos on the Rays, including the coaches, asked specially because last year, a lot of the Latino players who were not Puerto Rican said, hey, he means a lot to us too. Can we also wear the 21? So they got to. So I'm not quite sure if that happened with other teams or not, but I think it's broadening and I don't... I don't know if it should be to the point of um, Jackie Robinson, where everybody wears 21 on Roberto Clemente Day, or if it should be something for people who have a connection. I don't know which way to go with that. I feel more strongly that it should be a connection. I think the Mm -hmm. difference in those two days is there was actually a we're all Jackie Robinson 
thing that happened. Yeah. You know, it was a, you know, if it, it affects him, it affects all of us yeah. things. So there, there, there is a, there's a reason why everybody wears it as opposed to we are honoring this person. We're also honoring that thing yeah. that we, you know, we are all representative. Um, I like the idea of this being specific. I mm-hmm. think this is kind of a little bit complicated the algorithm is too hard to understand it's gotten a little but I, I kind of think if it's meaningful to you because of where you're from sure. or or your um you know being part of this award because this is a big mm-hmm. honor um yeah. I, I think i think that it's okay to do that i also um we still haven't retired his number have we and not across the no that might be a first step that yeah might, that i see should be a first step, yeah so actually. so um yeah so so nelson cruz was wearing 21 yeah and um, he's, he's a past uh, he's a past winner, winner right? yeah for sure yeah so that one of the weird coincidences again on on this day is that the rays had the first all latin latin american born so not just latin american uh descendants i'm looking for the word um, when you have it in your blood, like your parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's ancestry. Thing. Yeah. That's it. Is that the one you're looking for? I think ancestry was the one, but actually, I've been drinking this yeah. delicious iron horse, I so am, I can't do better than mine that. Mine is pretty low, but all Latin American born players were the whole lineup, all the rays, all the rays on the field had been born in Latin America on that day. And that was not done on purpose. And that's the weird. It wasn't done part. on purpose. Right. It was unplanned. They were loading righties against Gossman pitching. And they literally, during the game, like sort of looked around and went, oh, huh. And like at the picture afterwards went, check this out. They represented Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Colombia, and Mexico. And it says something about the Rays because they have all those Latin-born players. And the two who were out, I forget, Taylor, Tyler Wells and um, G-Man Choi both I guess Wells is a is a switch hitter and Choi is a lefty, so that was so like, it, it tracks. So I didn't read it to see that, that that happened by accident, but when I saw it, I thought they had done it on purpose. And my, in right. my head, I was like, I bet that happens for them a lot because they have so many Latin American players. And then it really was a thing, and that's very cool. I think that the Marlins probably could pull that off, yeah, too. Um, but not a lot of other teams. I think a lot of teams could probably do like a 50% or hey, something, but Florida. that's really cool. Yeah. That is super yeah. cool. And for those guys to be part of it and that they had chosen to all wear 21. It was just like all cosmic stuff. Um, another cool thing. So the pirates were away. They were at the Mets and to, to celebrate, especially commemorating because the pirates were there, they hosted 14 previous winners who were all retired at City Field for a food packaging event with an organization called Rise Against Hunger that supplies meals to school-aged kids all over the place, predominantly wow. in New York, but I think they were sending them out of state after this one. Manfred was involved, employees from his office, and employees from the Mets were involved, and all together, that group of people packaged 10,152 meals for school-aged kids in need. Along with the volunteers... Roberto Clemente's three sons were there and their families. And I don't know if you've seen the video of Clemente Jr. and 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 the third, the little one, throwing out the first pitch. No. But oh my God, adorable. And and the third, the little junior one, he had a great arm. The kid, I mean, he looks like four or five. I didn't look it up, so y'all can fact check me on that. But he's a tiny dude and he was so cute. And he had like this specially painted ball that I also don't know what that story is. So if anybody knows, please write in to the suggestions department or the complaints department. Whichever you prefer. But every ballpark also showed a beautiful tribute video and 
Last thing I want to remind you is to vote. You can vote for this year's Roberto Clemente Award winner. Voting's open. Check out our links. And just so you know, the um, if you are a Nats fan and you want to vote for the Nats mm. candidate, he actually plays for the Padres now, <laughs> but Josh Bell is still the candidate, and I still am pro-Josh all the time. Oh, yeah. I proudly wore my Josh Bell City Connect jersey on Friday night. Also, our favorite usher yeah. at Nats Park. The dancing guy? The, the dancing guy oh, was having a great time. We sat you know, oh. in his section, and he hugged me oh. when I showed up and said, it's my day because... I'm Latino, and it's Hispanic Heritage Day. Oh, wow. And he said, it's my day. I'm celebrating. That's awesome. And he was like so happy, and just, he's the nicest guy anyway. That's but so cool. I liked that he was like, yep, yeah, that's me. It's about me today. All right. And he was right. Did he was they have absolutely good music? Right. They, they had... Not enough. They had sort of Americanized things. Like, they were playing things like La Bamba. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You can do you better. Can do better. Mm-hmm. You can do better. Um, and I'm not the one to advise you on that, but I know people who could. Um, yeah, so that was a little disappointing. But they did have the guys from the Nationals come out with the flags from the countries of their birth and all of that. When that was, Oh, that's cool. That was, that was, that was, that cool. was good. That was lovely. It, but it was also like Catholic University Day. So, like, the National Anthem was sung by, you know, an a cappella group from... Catholic. So it was a weird combination right. of things. But yeah. there you have it. We were smart enough not to buy the special Hispanic um, Heritage Day t-shirts because if you were to get that ticket, you sat in a special section and we'd be like, hi, you're interlopers. This is not uh, about you. So we were smart enough to not do that. Okay. It's like those t-shirts look really cool. We really would like them, but we are not. This is not about us. All right. So we're going to go sit over here in 309 instead. Um, so the race, I'm glad they did that thing that they did, but I need them to lose a lot because good with them losing too. We're sort of starting our postseason watch and Uh. I made a decision about this today because more than one of the websites that I do my research on had their special articles that just came out this weekend about here's how the new postseason rules work because you've got a couple weeks Mm -hmm. and so now you can learn the rules. So we're going to go over them. We talked about them a little bit because they, they were part of the collective bargaining agreement. Um, MLB wanted 14 teams in the postseason. The players said, okay, we'll do 12. Because in the past, it was 10. Mm -hmm. So it was already, it's still more. And I like the 12. I like the extra wild card because now I I feel. Because we can benefit. (laughs) Well, but I, you know, like the games are meaningful for longer. Yeah, that's true. When we were at the Nats game on Friday night, they said, okay, so how are the Nats? Like, well, they're they're in last place. Well, how about the Marlins? Well, they're in the second to last place. They're like, does this game mean anything? Nope, it's just fun. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. But more, it does mean something for more teams. So here's here's how it goes. So each league, American League, the National League, each have six teams versus last year and forever before that where each league mm-hmm. had five teams that were in the playoffs. So you have your three division winners, your East, your Central, and your Western division winners. But now you have three wild cards instead of two. So in the past, we had that those two wild cards played mm-hmm. each other one game and that winner of that got to the next thing. Now there's like a little wild card series. Here's how that works. So you've got six teams. The, the top three teams are the division winners. The top two of those get a bye. They can take a break for a couple of days. Okay. Right? So the third place division winner, the one who has like the worst record of those three, mm-hmm. um, plays in this round. Okay? So here's how it goes. The that that position the the third seed plays the lowest wild card, the the one who just ba- barely scraped in to right. the wild cards at the 6th seed. So number 3 plays number 6. Okay. And then 4 and 5 play each other and they play each other in a best of 3. And hmm. the the team with the best 
record going in is the home team for all three of those games. So it's boom, boom, boom. There's no timeout for travel in between and all of that. And this guarantees that the the next round starts on the right day, right? You don't have like a... uh, you know, an extra tiebreaker. You don't have this wacky stuff that happens in between. Boom, boom, boom. Best of three, and you're done. So this that series is going to start on October 7th. Hope for good weather. Hope for good weather. Right. So the next round, that first seed who sat out the initial round uh-huh. plays the winner of the four and five wild cards, right? And the second place team going in who had the bye plays the winner of the third and the worst wild card thing and that's going to be a best of five right and that starts about october 11th that might be might be 12 for one league and 11 for the other so best of five and then like the regular stuff happens like the conference championship Mm -hmm. and the world series are both best of seven like they always have been the conference um the playoffs start on october 18th and 19th and the world series starts october 28th and they're still best of seven there are no one game tiebreakers anymore so like if two teams are tied going into the wild card, for instance, or tied for the division championship, they don't have a like a game to play to figure that out. Like whoever wins then, you know, takes the, the top spot. It's all math. So <laughs> this is your specialty. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so they look at the times during the season where those two teams played each other and whoever won the most of those. Okay. It wins that tiebreaker. Wow. Which is why, like, you know, the, the, the division play matters so much. And they're saying, uh-huh. okay, so we won the series. That's important. We won yeah. the series. That's important. They're not necessarily going game important. by game. But like, okay, we took two, two out of three out of this team. This is this game, these games that we played against teams in our division. That's why that count is important. There can still be a tie. And if that is a tie, they go into, like, who has the best record? In their division. And then there are like five more levels after that. If it's still tied, they do this. If it's still tied, they do that. I am not going to tell you those things. I will give you a link if you want to look those up. Wow. I don't think we would ever have to get that far. But we may have have some (laughs) tiebreakers because there are some divisions where things are freaking close right now. A fun fact, the AL East is the only division out of the six divisions where no team has been eliminated out of the possibility of winning their division. That's crazy. Crazy because I keep sitting on the edge of my seat when I see like eliminated in, in my feed and the Red Sox haven't shown up yet. The, I can't believe the elimination that number eliminated. for the Red Sox is one. Ouch! So by the time you hear this, the Red Sox could be eliminated. It could, they could be, but they might not be. And and this is Wouldn't not be crazy. This doesn't necessarily affect the their wild card standings. Yeah. This is just for winning division. their division, wow. which I think is kind of fascinating. So as of today, as of Sunday, the Dodgers have clinched their division and Houston has clinched a place in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. as of right now in a recording, that's the only thing we know for sure about the playoffs. I am wearing my shirt that Potty Mouth gave me from when Freddie Freeman played for the Hammers, my, my the, the MV Freeman shirt, because he's a Dodger now. It's two, it's two reasons. He's a Dodger now, and they clinched their division. And the Hammers, his previous team, just might overtake the Mets. Yeah. Which I hope because they, they were my pick. Like a moment. They well, they're only one game behind wow. going into today's game. So there's a possibility. So I'm kinda hoping that happens just because that would make me have like two positive predictions That's... as opposed to just one. Also a fun fact about Freddie Freeman, when the Dodgers clinched, he had a day off. He did not want a day off. He was told at the beginning of the season, if we clinch, you and I guess Mookie and um and Trey Turner were all gonna have the day huh. the next day off because they have clinched the division mm-hmm. and then it's just gravy from here on out and he said before they even like won that game he was like 
pleading his case. Like, I, wow. He doesn't want to sit out a game, Aww. which I like. That's yeah. boyfriend material right there for sure. He doesn't want to sit out a game even if they're already in and nothing they can do will keep them out of the playoffs yeah. for right now or keep them out actually out of you know number one in the division. So that was pretty cool. So we're going to um, keep you up to date on, um, on postseason watch stuff as we get closer and closer. I've got one fun fact for you because not just math but also rules are the thing that happens to fall on my side of the notes. Yes, it does. She, and so we talked about how the shift yes, has does. been banned, which I don't like. But anyway, the, the rule about the shift was all the infielders have to have their feet in the dirt, not on the grass, okay. and you know two on one side of second base and two on, on the other side, and those have to be identified. Like You will always be on this side. You will always be on this side, at least until the, the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. It turns out the – the athletic thought to ask the question, are, is the dirt the same? That is a good question. And it's not. Wow. It's not. There is technically a rule that the dirt is not supposed to go past 95 feet from the center of the pitcher's mound. But nobody pays attention to it. It also can come in closer to the pitcher's mound. Like It's never been enforced wow. anywhere. And I think only, they say like only one field currently is actually not that but there's a lot of variance. And Major League Baseball said, well, we're going to enforce it next year because now you know, now it matters because mm-hmm. now it is. And, and, you know, it's different. Like the outfield walls being crazy and different in every field doesn't matter as much as this because there's a rule about right. this, right? There's a rule about this. And they said, okay, we're going to enforce it, but we're going to give you some leeway for groundskeeper error. So it could be like one foot <gasps> groundskeeper wrong error. either That's direction. Unfair. But you know what? Who isn't going to take that extra foot? If they're yeah. giving you the extra foot, who's not going to give it extra foot? So you can back up a little bit if you feel like you need to back up. So, um, yeah, so you've got... They're going to enforce it, sort of. They're going to enforce it, but wink, I think, is is the situation there. That, I, that's the fun fact. This is why I pay to get the athletic. I, I don't like the, the groundskeeper error concept. Like, blame right. it on the groundskeeper? Seriously, those people work hard. That's not fair. That's right, damn it. All right. I'm going to take you to Germany. I've been watching baseball this weekend from the World Baseball Classic qualifiers in Germany. They're happening now. Let's see. This drops on Tuesday. You might be able to catch some. Because it's ending on Tuesday, the 21st. Is that right? Is that Tuesday? I think that's Tuesday. I think that's Wednesday. Uh, shit. Okay, so that gives you more time. <laughs> that, and actually, I have the word Wednesday. Check it out. You folks get to watch. The, Iron Horse, my the, friends. The, Iron yeah, Horse. Absolutely. It's a winner. <laughs> Such a winner. So check out World Baseball Classic. It's available on YouTube and probably Facebook Live and shit like that. But right now, Spain, Czech Republic, Germany, France, you said that Great right in everything. I, I, That's I, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finally, finally, Great Britain and South Africa have been playing. And I tuned in Saturday morning to the Spain Czech game. And when I tuned in, it was 21. Maybe it wasn't that high at that point. Spain at one point was winning 21 to 2. There is a mercy rule. The mercy rule says that if you make it through five innings and there's a 15-run difference, mm-hmm. eh, you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. But if you make it to seven r- innings, it's a 10-run difference. Yep. So you've got to get those five runs between the fifth and the seventh. So we get into the fifth inning. The mercy, mercy rule is about to take effect. Czech team was the home team, so they come up. They get four, not only do they get four hits in the row, but three of them were home runs. <laughs> so they bring it up and Check they, it out. and exactly, ah, there's going to be so much ah. of that. So the Czech team stays alive. 
until the seventh. Clearly, they lost, and they and I was pulling for them to like make it a a, a full game, but they didn't quite make up enough. It was a football game. It was twenty one to seven was the final, so yeah. it was three touchdowns to one is what happened. The happy news is that this morning the Czech team beat France. And so the Czech team is still alive as I speak. This might not be true by the time you hear it. And moving out, France is out. Today was the elimination day, except for the second game got rained out. Wait, are you anti-France now? I I was just very pro-Czech. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. So, so, yeah. <laughs> because you were really very like specific about, yeah. well, thank God that so, France is not in it anymore. But it wasn't that. It was no, hooray no, that no. the Czech Republic was just, is still in it. I was very happy about attempt. that. So at that moment, the the... the, the the actual innings that I watched ended up being hysterical for a number of reasons. One was that the Czechs managed to come back. And so I was just like full Czech at that point, like very pro-Czech and enjoying them coming back, hoping that they could make it for the Mercy Roll. The other hysterical thing was in the booth, uh, Tyler Mon is play-by-play and he's he's great. Apparently our friend Donovan from uh, from Friars on the Farm recommends him because he has a show before the show podcast about the minors, but I thought he was very entertaining. And he's accompanied by Ryan Roland Smith, who was an Australian player who played for the Mariners and the D-backs, as well as representing Australia in two world baseball classics. So these guys were super fun. They brought Adam Jones, our beloved Adam Jones. We love Adam Jones from his Orioles days, but also he, of World Baseball Classic players, he basically won the game for the United States back in 2017 because he made this amazing catch to rob Manny Machado of a home run for the Dominican Republic. So Adam Jones comes into the booth for theoretically the fourth and fifth inning, and this is like the the bazillion runs. And so he's in there for like an hour and a half just sort of (laughs) talking and talking. It turns out that he lives in Spain now. I know he played, he played in Japan, but I'm not quite sure what he's doing in Spain. He was very pro Living his best life, I'm guessing. He is. He's having a really good time. You know what? There's so many things to love about Adam Jones, but he basically said, like, give me a plane ticket and buy me some beer and I'll go there. And I was like, oh, you are our people. Like, this is our new patron. That's how we work. Yeah. Yeah. He he definitely did a lot of beer talk. So So, so listeners, you know, buy us a plane ticket and and, and some beer and we'll come visit you too. Yeah, sure. (laughs) we'll, We'll call it the Adam Jones policy. That's right. And also, I missed the game later, the Great Britain-Germany game. Chase Utley apparently got to, I'm not sure what he's doing in Germany either, but probably drinking beer as well. So the the announcers are really worth listening to. Um, you're going to be missing tomorrow's, well, tomorrow, yesterday for you, is today's rainout God, game between South Africa and Germany. Tuesday, though, it's 7 in the morning, so you've missed that one by the time we drop which is going to be the Czech team against whichever of South Africa and Germany, whichever one of them wins. And then game two at 1 o'clock p.m. So if you get this like right when we drop and tune in, you can get the Spain against Great Britain uh, game. At this point, each one of them have won two games already. So they're both going into that game undefeated. And then Wednesday... The loser of that game against the winner of the other game plays because we don't need a championship, a champion of this tournament because there are two teams that go on to the World Baseball Classic. This is a qualifier. So my money would be on Spain and Great Britain at this point, but we will see what happens. Interesting. So I did have some time to check things out, and I checked out the checks, and of the checks, 
All of them on their team, except for one, was actually born in the Czech Republic. Actually, there was another one that said Czechoslovakia, so I guess he's an older guy. But everybody said Czech Republic except for one USA. And then I looked at the Spain, and they're all over the place. There's only two Uh. born in Spain. And so then I went back to the conversation that we had before, which is who can play for these teams in the World Baseball Classic? And I actually have a real answer this week. So if you're a citizen, clearly you can play for the team. If you're a legal resident, you can play for the team. If you qualify for citizenship, which we talked about before because the Israeli players just have to be Jewish because they qualify for citizenship, you can play for the team. But that qualification for citizenship can also be on appeal by either the World Baseball Classic as an organization or the team can petition for somebody to be qualified for citizenship. And I'm guessing that depends on immigration laws in Ah, whatever country. If you have a parent who is or was a citizen, you qualify, or if your parent was born in that country. So the teams seemed pretty diverse from everybody except for the Czechs. And that's why I feel like very pro-Czechoslovakia because this is definitely like a, a homegrown thing. They haven't been playing that long. And that they beat France and they have a chance. Because you're anti-France. Yeah, that maybe that's okay. it. <laughs> maybe that's it. All right. After this, there's more qualifying games. You can watch more World Baseball Classic qualifiers uh, September 30th to Og- October 5th in Panama. New Zealand, Pakistan, Brazil, Argentina, Panama, and Nicaragua are playing for two spots at that time. And who else is actually committed to playing on teams in the World Baseball Classic? Well, the Team Israel has a pitcher. The United States still doesn't, no. notice, notably. But Jake Bird from the Rockies is going to be playing for Tim Israel. And Julio Urias, who I'm just going to say is on our never going to be a boyfriend list. He was uh, suspended for 20 games for domestic violence a couple years ago. So he's not on our list, but he's on Mexico's list as a pitcher. And Rowdy Tellez, super in- interesting because he was actually eligible. I'm not sure how many guys fit this category for three different countries. He was eligible for the US because he's born here. He's eligible for Mexico because his dad is Mexican descent. And he's eligible for Israel because his mother, who's deceased, was Jewish. But he chose Team Mexico. So that is what's happening. And I can't wait till 2023 World Baseball Classic is going to be fun. And we're still waiting for um, Miami yeah. to call you to say, now you can buy tickets? Exactly. We okay. can find out in November. If you want to know more about that, go back to past episodes. And my last little bit, I'm just going to give a shout out to Women in Baseball. Baseball for All is an amazing organization that has a, has a very strategic way of going about getting women to play baseball, which was that they started with girls' tournaments. And we've talked a lot about the Baseball for All Nationals and their regional tournaments and building up girls playing to the point where now they're, they've been advocating for, for college club teams that are women, but also promoting women playing in the baseball teams that are in college, which are, I guess, men by default, but not by definition. And this year there is a record of a record, and this is a small number, but it's it's, it's happening. Seven women are playing college baseball this year at seven different schools. Five of them are NCAA schools. Four are Division Three. That would be Janelle Calvet and Bay College. She also plays notably for Team USA for women's baseball. 
Remy Shaber is with Hood College, also on Team USA, and Alexia George at St. Elizabeth University, also on Team USA. So that's another really important uh, source of promoting women in baseball. Skylar Kaplan is right here in Maryland at St. Mary's, and then in Division Two, Marika Lizchik. And boy, I, had I think a, you did I, it. You did I? That's a yeah. lot of consonants in that last yep. name. Sonoma State University. She is an amazing woman, and follow her on social media. She was involved in All Star Game festivities. She played summer collegiate ball. She is Canadian, so she was she's actually on Team Canada for women's baseball, and she is just hot shit as far as a baseball player go there are two for the njcaa which is junior college i didn't know what that stood for but jasmine rivera is at harry s truman college and rebecca lair is at dawson community college this is just the beginning wait till this explodes i am so excited about this this is finally happening because organizations like baseball for all Mm -hmm. are giving a um a structure for girls to start playing on organized teams yep and to move forward with that. That's amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. And, and just locally, a little bit of a shout out to DC Girls Baseball is is amazing. They do such great things locally. And they had a team recently beat a boys team, in Ar- the Arlington, Virginia team. They're just in this, I, I guess, they're, they're, and they've sort of entered a league as a girl all-girls team playing against boys because those are the other ones who are playing in the league. And... Shut Good them for them. Shut them of course, out. of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. Good hey, training. We have a fantasy team which um, has a wide range of skill <laughs> um, and ability, and um, <laughs> there's not again. there's there's not a lot of movement except for down for some of us. But let me tell you the current standings: Bono's boyfriends still hanging on to number one. Spicy Susie Hot Mess Express still hanging on to number two. Leftovers, I think they were like you know kind of edging their way up they're holding on to number three though um i zombies for adults is number four oh, super they're, depressed they're ace tied. fan yeah also is tied for that spot so that's a little bit of excitement mm-hmm. on the fantasy league deborah f's team is number six and karen's injured team is number oh, seven ouch. and i am only one point away Ooh. for from karen's injured team but the fact that she has injured in the name mm-hmm. makes me not all that proud that i'm catching up <laughs> to that team although i have like you know no bench i have no bench because of also injured team mm-hmm. um defense good offense meh, is number nine the kids are are down to number 10 so that happened and uh, which i can't figure out because i just picked up gunner who is amazing right uh, now and uh potty mouth Passe is still holding us all up yeah. on her very strong shoulders and we appreciate you so very much so very much so um speaking of gunner what do you think we're gonna do this week as so Thursday night, are we going to go? I want to go? go. Let's go. go. Let's go. Where are All we going right. to go? We're going to go to Camden Yards for Gunner T-shirt day. So that means that Mr. Potty Mouth and I get to hand over T-shirts and apparently get beer in, <laughs> in uh, return. So we're putting that out there. Yeah. So I would, you think that's going to happen? That I, like trade T-shirts for beer? I am good with that trade. I am very good. It's with a that pretty trade. good. It's a pretty good trade. Yeah. So yeah, I just wishing that the the Gunner Welcome to the Show T-shirt wasn't orange because I'm so freaking tired of yeah. wearing things that are orange. It could have been gray. It could have been black. Could have been white. But no, the base color is orange. But I'll do it for Gunner mm-hmm. because Gunner's amazing. Um, he's yeah. 
Isn't he's, it just like the Adley shirt? It's yeah. The back is the same. Welcome to okay. the show. So I think they had some blanks left over, <laughs> and, and that's. I think it's fewer shirts too. I think it's only ten thousand instead of fifteen thousand. So I don't know how much pre gaming we're allowed to do yeah. if we want to get those shirts. Okay. Um, but the, the front is different because it does say you know Gunner instead of Adley. They did swap it, and it's not a picture of a catcher. Yeah. Anymore. Right. But it's not a picture of Flo either. And I think it should be a picture of Flo. Yeah. I think if it had, you might even be convinced to keep it. But no, probably not. Mm, I'd trade it for beer. I'm good with trading for we're beer. trading it for beer. <laughs> yeah. You're very confident. You're <laughs> yes. very confident that's going to happen. Junior Potty Mouth. I really like this beer. I do too. Would you like a Gunner, Gunner Henderson t-shirt? We can we can, we can organize a trade. Yeah, you know what? I would maybe even trade my Gunnar Henderson shirt for more <laughs> of this beer because it's really delicious. They also had apparently at one point had a junk ball beer. So they do baseball beer, but it was not available when shopping happened. Well, maybe it will be in, on the next shop. Field trip. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we need a field oh, trip. Yes. That sounds good. It could happen. It could that. happen. Hey, so if you don't have a field trip to a ballpark happening this week, please feel free to use your baseball time to watch some games or listen to some past episodes if you want to hear about um, our profiles about our boyfriends that we talk about, things like that. If you have friends or family that you think might like to hear us talk about baseball, please tell them about the show. I want to make sure that you find us on social media especially if you have corrections because boy does potty mouth like to be corrected i love it i love it find us on twitter is ncib podcast facebook and instagram is no crying and b-ball if you really like us throw us a buck or two on patreon we are getting closer and closer to that breaking even mark so if you want to keep us recording throw us some money on patreon.com slash no crying and b-ball I promised to throw something up this week. <laughs> that's, uh, that's no, soft. no, oh, no. I meant like throw something on Patreon. Post, yeah. some, <laughs> post some excitement. Yes, post something on Patreon, which which I did sort of like by the skin of my teeth. And, you know, I hope our patrons can can check it out and enjoy. But also we're, we're willing to accept feedback for what you would like that would make Patreon special and worth it for you to join. So we have lots of ideas. I think we're going to throw some around as opposed to throwing them up yeah. on, on Patreon. So stay tuned for that. But it's a fun place. We've got some fun Patreons out there. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Oh, my friends, please schedule your new booster because we're sure you're caught up with I your just did. Old... Yay for you. Yeah. Yay for you. I need to do that because we have a couple of things coming up soon mm-hmm. that are that could be super spreaders <laughs> if we're not <laughs> careful. Fun. So hooray for um, for more boosters. And also, please fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. York is in England, like the old orc, York. The old- <laughs> I kind of like old, the old orc is in Middle Earth.